This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. With Anastasia and Warren, Joy 94.9. What do you, um, in terms of your family, are you big huggers? Um, no, not at all. Isn't that interesting? Because we, we weren't either. Yeah. There was this, I don't know what it was, but there wasn't that... There just no, wasn't there was hugging. no affection whatsoever, in fact, no. And I can even remember as a little kid hugging an uncle of mine who was a, one of my favourite uncles and, and, and being told, oh, stop, you know, you're too big... To, to hug anymore. Yeah, and that's I thought, oh, horrible. Wow, that's what that's, a... Oh, that would have put a lot of shame around um, affection. The reason I'm saying this is because um, the Girl Scouts of America have raised debate about hugging and kissing relatives, mm. um, saying that uh, kids don't owe anyone a hug. Um, and they're saying that they shouldn't have to be forced to hug relatives that they don't want to, which I kind of agree with that. I completely with that. agree but, with that. But, but what if you actually do want to hug them? Well, if you want to hug them, it should be a natural thing. It shouldn't, you shouldn't be told if you want um, – you should. Yeah. So I guess that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I've always gotten really kind of annoyed when I've watched parents say, now saying – look, I understand that you've got to teach kids some discipline. I get that. But sometimes I get really annoyed when um, parents treat their children like puppets, like go on, say thank you, and what do you say to your auntie, and what do you say to Mr. Ta-da-da when they this. I've just found it a little bit like let them just kind of be in the moment and figure it out for themselves as well. Yeah, I, I agree. Have you found that – that um, by not hugging your family, though, has mm. it, did it take a while to get used to it as you became an adult? Well, the weird thing with me is I, I'm very affectionate. You are too. So I love a hug. And you give the best hugs. Oh, my God, I'm, I give the best hugs. I love a hug. I crave them. It's because I'm love-starved. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, no, the, the opposite effect. It hasn't... Um, made me paranoid or no what about you um i reckon it took me a little while i mean i love it now i absolutely hug everyone yeah. that i that i you know that but i know but initially it would have been but initially real... it was really really confronting and i feel like um you know and that's just the way that it was drummed in it was like you know don't it's not a, we weren't an affectionate family yeah. at all and trying to reverse that um trying to reverse that is um is massive is really yeah. really hard so we want to know what do you reckon should kids be encouraged just to hug relatives no or, or not or no. should it only be ones that they well, ones that they naturally feel like they want to hug you yeah be able whether you're a kid or anybody hug who you want to hug hey now warren i was reading an article yesterday that i found very very um funny and i want to share it with you and our listeners okay okay um it, an irritated dad had penned a letter to his daughter's school blasting the old-fashioned gender divide in activities offered to the year six students right So he wrote, I must draw your attention to a serious incident, wrote the New South Wales father to the principal in a letter he posted on Twitter as well, right? So he's taking the piss as well. Okay. Um, And he wrote, when Ruby left school yesterday, it was 2017, but when she returned home in in the afternoon, she was from 1968. I knew this to be the case as Ruby informed me that the girls in year six would be attending the school library to get their hair and makeup done on Monday afternoon while the boys are going to Bunnings. What? How funny is that? 
I look forward to this being rectified and my daughter and other girls at the school being returned to the millennium where school activities are not divided sharply along gender lines. Um, the father of three daughters told um, the news his, humor, his humorous letter made a serious point. I don't want to make a, a huge fuss. This is mainly to point out ev- about everyday sexism. I'm so with this guy. I think Me it's too. fantastic. I mean, fancy that. Let's send the girls to the library. They can get their hair and makeup done and the boys can go and um, boys have can some sausages Bunnings. at Bunnings. I mean, when I was growing up, all I wanted to play with were, were guns and cars. Yeah, that's... Nah. Like, if you sent me to the school library to get my hair and makeup, I would have decked you. Yeah, well, I would have too. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, I would have hated that. And that was the whole thing when I was growing up. I kept being... Even my mum kept trying to make me look so feminine, put a dress on. You can't go to church without putting a dress on. You can't wear pants. The priest would shame me. You can't... And it's like, I love that he's bringing this up now because where are we living? It's... 2017, darling. Like, was it school policy or was it what, just a single teacher that no, came it's up probably, with this? No, it's probably just the way it is. It's probably the way the school operates. It's probably very, very sexist. It's that whole blue-pink thing. So it's encouraging girls, you know, you've got to put some fake put stuff some on your face. put some makeup on. Look decent. Look decent. <laughs> Boys don't get told to look decent. You know what I mean? And look, again, I'm thinking about when I'm around my family. Um, you know, the, the, the men sit down. You know, they undo their pants and eat like animals. Undo their pants. Well, you know what I mean. Some of them actually do. The Italians that we um, spend Christmas with sometimes or um, family events, they, they they eat, okay, or they hang around the barbecue and the women um, serve and they do the dishes. Like they never get up to do the dishes. It's funny how these roles In fact, so I lie. Ingrained. The father-in-law does sometimes get up and do the dishes and it shocks me. But everybody else just sits down and expects it of us. And I become, I regress and I become one of those women. But it's, Anastasia, can I just say, mm. I remember once you undid your pants. What do you mean? Because you ate too much. You undid your belt. Yeah, I know, but I don't do it when I go to people's house and have them serve me. No, you just do it here. You just do it here at the radio station. <laughs> hey, now listen, I went to go make myself a dandelion tea um, while the news is being read because I'm off the coffee now. Oh. And I noticed in the staff rooms that um, there's all these little compartments of little food. Okay, there's <laughs> snow, there's there's snow peas. peas. I saw it too. There's snow peas. Baby then peas. another little compartment. There's um, sunflower seeds. Like there's, there's so much going on. <laughs> yeah. So you've brought your lunch in, Well, I have you? to. We're, I'm, I'm going vegan. I'm 30 days today into it. <gasps> How are you feeling? And um, I'm actually tired. I wonder if that's a detox. I'm not sure. Yeah, your body is it's going to take time to adjust. I mean, I'm off the coffee for five days and I'm, I'm exhausted today. I always find with coffee that day two is the worst, the headaches. Yeah, no, Did it's kicking in today. No, I haven't had headaches except for today, but it could be Warren. <laughs> <laughs> There's a headache sitting right exactly. next to you. But congratulations. It's great that 30 days of um, being... Thank you. Conscious. I'm giving it a go. It's great. Thanks, Congratulations. What do you think of alternative therapies? Alter- oh, well, darling, I'm all about alternative. You like the alternative look therapies? Yeah, look, I absolutely. I mean, I'm one of those chicks that I could have a pounding headache and I will not have Panadol. I'll just keep drinking water. Like, there is no, no painkillers You'll never, ever get a painkiller into me unless I've got to get a tooth ripped out. Um, but other than that, no chance. I won't take it. I refuse. I've, there's a bit of a phenomenon happening to me. So mm. I've been going and seeing professionals. So, for example, I took my dog to the vet yes. this week because he gets these tear things in his eyes and it's, he's got a blocked tear duct or something like yeah. that. And I thought, oh, you know, they'll bore out the hole or they'll give him some sort of medication or what have you. Mm. And he told me to use black tea. 
black tea. Black tea. He said, he, he gave me this syringe and he said, just do some black tea and squirt <laughs> it in his eyes. And it's worked. There you go. And you know what? You can do some cucumber for him at night What's as well. <laughs> Cut cucumber eyes. <laughs> but he's not the only cucumber one. Cucumber eyes. <laughs> because you can a, do it together. And a, Eye also, masks. Yep. A doctor has recommended I use some Arnica thing. Oh, yes. For muscle sprains. There you and go. And it's worked. See? Garlic's really good too. Garlic? <laughs> what do I do? I have no idea why I keep um, getting you to use garlic. But no, I think alternative therapies is really good. Why not? Well, it works. And you're shocked that it's worked. So you're probably just so used to the medical stuff, aren't you? The pharmaceutical yeah, stuff. Yeah. I, I thought well, it was being conditioned that way. And that's understandable. There'd be some sort of treatment. And then I was reading someone said you should put cinnamon on your, on your face. Oh, wow. I don't know what it does. Well, look, try. I reckon try the cucumber tonight. You so what do you do with the cucumber? You just um, put two slices on each eye right. and go to bed and you'll get rid of the puffiness. <laughs> but they'll come out. What's that? They'll come out of my eyes. Well, sockets. maybe glue into his head. <laughs> We were at the cafe yesterday. The waiters are actually, I find, incredibly rude. You do find him rude, don't you? I just think he's one of the rudest people I've ever, ever, ever met. But I loved the fact that we were communicating via mobile the whole time because we he were st- there. Because he started chatting with me online. Yeah, exactly. So we were, yeah, so I, we were sending messages so to each other. So he was giving other. us a lot of attention yesterday. He was, wasn't so he? So that's why I, I couldn't, I didn't feel comfortable talking to you because he just kept watching us like a hawk. It was a so it was actually turnaround. really good. I, I was just texting you the whole time. Um, while we were there, it was wonderful. Do you know that's a new trend? You Is know it? what it's called? Sidebarring. Oh my God, I've done that for ages. It's the act of having a secret text conversation while you're doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when you, if you're in a meeting or something like that, it's, um, and you, you hate someone else in the meeting and you. you well, might... I kept writing to you, oh my God, I hate him. Isn't it? <laughs> But it's it's quite bad, really. There's a study um, from Facebook that says 71% of people have sidebarred um, and millennials are apparently the biggest culprits. Wow. That's pretty rude, though, isn't it? Like If you're, if you're in a meeting, I don't think yesterday was rude at all. No, no, no. Not yeah. at all. I mean, I'm at a coffee shop having a coffee with my mate. No. And, and, I can but, sidebar whoever I want. But, but he could have <laughs> – I mean, we could have spoken too, probably. Spoken to who? But we decided to text each other. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is the reason I was sidebarring was because it was about him and he kept yeah. hovering over our table. Yeah. And what he kept trying to have conversation with you and completely ignored me. So that's why I was sidebarring. Have you ever done it? In I wouldn't do it in a meeting. I think that's really, People yeah, do absolutely. do it though. I've seen it happen all the time. Wow. And you see them, they're looking at their, their and they're pretending to be concentrating on what's going oh, on. Oh, that's terrible. But they're, you know, they're, I've seen it in classes happen as well. Wow. Where people are, are texting others and, you know, you can tell because one's typing something, next thing the person next to them's going, mm. and they're all looking at their phones. I yep. think it's so rude. I'd probably do it in a class if I was really bored. I'd probably be texting my mate going, well, let's get the hell out of here. But what if you were with a group of friends? <laughs> Apparently it's happening quite um, often amongst friends oh, as well. Oh, that would be terrible. And it's making someone feel, you know, ostracised oh, and out of it. I hang out with those friends. What are they, t- what are they talking about? Yeah. So I reckon it's pretty cruel. Mm, it is, absolutely. Anastasia and Warren, Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.